0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall and as always, I'm your host. And this week, I sat down with New York City comedian Nick Callis to talk about the future of American culture. The last couple of episodes have been about American culture in general, what it's like to move here from another place. Nick and I sat down and we're talking about everything that's going forward. What are the algorithms going to do? How do kids react to uh, all of these new stimuluses from the internet? How do you parent in these new circumstances? And what is that going to lead to as a culture? So this is a really fun episode. I had a ton of fun doing it. One quick thing, the camera did cut out at the very end. So you missed like three words and we didn't want to re-record it. So if you really need those last three to six words, you can find the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Other than that, 99.9% of the podcast is there so you should be good to go. You can follow him at Mr. Nick Callis on Instagram and he's in New York City performing all over the place so go check him out if you're in the city. Follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media and if you're in New York City come check out Hope, a comedy show every single week at Ferns in the East Village. With that, let's get into the episode. this wrap up did you see the last two episodes that they were on American Culture
1: when you came up with this alright cool I was Um, watching clips but the one that I was watching was with Josh about anime because I saw the thing and I just clicked because I love anime (laughs) and which was one of the things I was thinking about bringing up put this on my actual mouth yeah um, yeah, and then I was like all right, let me go with the the highfalutin you know (laughs) Let's let's
0: make people think that we're at least a little smart. Like we could pretend to be intelligent Mm -hmm. for this
1: conversation. I definitely have thoughts where I'm like, that was smart. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if anybody's talking about this. You look
0: at yourself in the third person. You're Uh like, God
1: damn, that guy. It's it's crazy because and people will say this to me. Like if it's someone that I'm dating, you know that like that period where you're you're the you that you want them to see. Yeah. It's like pretty safe and yep. intelligent and articulate. And then at some point you've just spent enough time together that you're fine being wacky. You're just like I'm just going to let yeah. my silly self show. So, someone said to me recently where they're like they're like you say some of the most insane things I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm like I just do it because it f- it feels good to say uh-huh. It does. It doesn't even have to make sense as a sentence. I just say and sing ridiculous nonsense sure. constantly, and it's weird to think that those thoughts come from the same brain as a guy who can like pretty articulately form a thought. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see by the end of this we'll podcast. So I might be yeah. like, "Yeah, man, you're <laughs> sure he's you're out. a
0: real uh, who." Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I don't you're. Know what dating, that guy was but talking if they about. They think you're smart. Then uh, you got to raise that bar, buddy. <laughs> that I a... think. I think for the most part everyone does that part of me thinks half the reason people have kids is so that they can be weird again. That's really funny. Um, because everyone's weird around their kids. They do like little baby voices. They sing little songs. Like everybody, they they do it with pets too. Now, like uh our generation does it with pets. I think that's half the reason I was like, and so I'm sitting here and I'm dating a comic. So we're like just being weird all the time, Mm -hmm. trying to make each other laugh. And I was like, what do I need a fucking kid for? Like, I didn't be weird and make her laugh. Why do I need this little thing running around
1: to try and entertain myself? Yeah, that's funny, man so i've never dated a comedian long term i've definitely had like flings and short things with comedians before and i would say that historically we're pretty silly in front of each other but in my personal life like in my solitude i'm not super silly i'll have moments Mm. throughout the day where i'm kind of just trying to entertain myself (laughs) but for the most part i'm like kind of dark and just sort of like okay a little quiet breathing. You're yeah. like walking
0: around your house Your roommates are like For Geez sure. what's going on oh, with dude, Nick Oh dude they rip like, on me all broods. the time They're he like what Why are you <laughs> like,
1: you like Think you're Batman I'm like yeah I am For sure I wonder if I was Cause I don't know With my ex-girlfriend I was so silly So constantly Yeah um, I don't know if that would change If I was around someone who I definitely couldn't date a comedian Who I thought was on. Even ever, actually. No. Yeah. She could get on just when you find it. Yeah. And then suddenly you're doing a bit when you weren't trying to. Yes. But someone who has like a comedian personality I, I on know. its face. I can't do it. Terrible. I can't. I need to be able to have a normal conversation. Yeah.
0: And my type of comedian is like we're having a normal conversation and then halfway through one of us gets blindsided by like a joke yeah. where it's like that. Yeah. fuck i didn't see that coming all right can we go back to the normal conversation right. yeah 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 okay right. um and it's yeah i i agree i can't do that um it is weird in relationships though like i if i'm assuming if you were always on she was probably not ever really funny like my theory with relationships is there are emotional vacuums and I promise this is not a dating or relationship podcast episode because people who listen to this know that I will talk about that stuff forever. I should um, pick
1: that. I was thinking about
0: everybody it. picks it. I'm yeah. like, I'm starting to veto that one because everyone does it. Mm-hmm. But real quick the idea of like emotional vacuums so if it's uh so like if one person is sad all the time the other person will feel like they can't be sad because yeah. they're taking all the air out of the room so if one person's being silly all the time the other person feels like they can't be uh and vice versa if the other person's not being silly then the other then the first person will turn around and try to be more silly so there's always this constant level of
1: emotion in uh-huh. the relationship so i was tell- i was telling one of my buddies um who was like stressing about a girl that's like not texting him back and she had <laughs> kind of given him the green light like i i really like you and we should mm. move toward a relationship or whatever so he started like you know just kind of messaging her more than he had been cuz yeah. he felt like okay i don't have i can be vulnerable and show how i feel or whatever and then uh right away she started pulling back and i was explaining to him and who knows if this is right or scientifically based but i've always felt that like a relationship has a particular volume Mm -hmm. and if you put 99 percent affection and and physical intimacy the other person can only put so much right the relationship itself just won't hold enough feelings for both of you yep so especially early on you do have to be kind of reticent yeah because if you want to elicit somebody to like you know just be more into you there is a psychology to it of like it's just a there's like a scarcity value thing where you're just like okay well if that person isn't showing me a lot of love i gotta show more yeah or vice versa right so uh, yeah there's something to it
0: yeah no i think it's 100 percent accurate for a lot of people um The only people I'm thinking of where it wouldn't really work are people that pull away when they feel like someone is pulling away from them. So it's the different uh, attachment or anxious attachment style. So like, if you're if you're someone that I think most people would put in more to like try Mm -hmm. to get them to come back, but some people would pull away, and that's how you
1: get like both people ghosting each other. That was a maturity Um, thing, which is yeah. You kind of I mean I almost think that that's probably preferable like you can't emotionally overexert yourself depends how much you like them but yeah yeah I mean it depends on the context of the relationship right because if it's somebody you care about and you're trying right. to like really you date be, it for two years you will, don't want that like yeah. mutual like yeah.
0: oh shit I haven't texted them in a week and a half <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> your parents are like you guys still like planning the engagement you're like I don't know where she is yeah yeah <laughs> Um, This is good, though, because we're talking about the future of American culture, and I Mm -hmm. think that is a big thing that's going on with culture right now, and I want your thoughts on it, is dating culture has completely shifted because of dating apps. In 10 years from now, what does that look like? I mean i'm asking you as like as <laughs> i asked that like i was a reporter pre-eminent. and you like really have an answer a really well researched answer i'm mean, so saying this to give you a little bit more time I give There's my, so
1: many directions it could go my prediction because i i do think this right x amount of years ago maybe it's 10 maybe it's less uh the idea of like internet dating even now just saying it it has this ring to it that makes you can't it sound internet dating that sure. still sounds like uh, 2004 match.com or like even e-Harmony. online dating yeah is still but it's the same thing as apps yeah it, hinge bumble whatever is the same exact thing as match.com was yeah it's just everybody has a phone now everybody's on everybody does it. That's the only difference younger people do it so now right. it's cool and now it's okay. It's
0: Instagram versus Facebook. You say like right. oh, I'm on Facebook, you're like, "Ugh, gross." Right. You
1: say I'm on Instagram, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah check out." But Instagram is a dating app too. Yeah. Oh, Most yeah. of my friends, especially comedians, did date off Instagram. Yeah. So, I think that culturally there's been a huge shift where the idea of meeting up with a stranger isn't weird. It, mm, yeah. it is if you sit and you think about it And you say out loud <laughs> I'm meeting up with a stranger yeah. But culturally, behaviorally It's not weird at all We all do it all the time We all go People go to Oh, we saw this event on TikTok At this space in Brooklyn We're just gonna go there Yeah Like, that's crazy Yeah It used to be crazy Like, you're ask your parents Like, they wouldn't just show up places Or they would But that was part of it Because there wasn't an option To research anything Is See, this is where
0: I don't have the knowledge but in my brain in the 80s in new york city it was mm-hmm. just like someone would post a flyer of sure. like concert on friday night right. and then people would just show up and that's not and, really dissimilar like from a video on instagram right or tiktok so is it that much different really or is it um i know talking to people in public is definitely i dropped think it's off. it's
1: different because now you know what other people think about the flyer Because there's Mm. a comment section, hundreds of thousands of views. And so there's like a cultural community around that thing. And then the algorithm gets to choose what is cool, who's a value, where you should go. Yeah, And so this is like kind of the heart of what I brought as the topic. There is like a critical mass inflection point. That is, like, at the center of the matrix of, like, human behavior and, like, human psychology. Like, what we're just capable of. Yep. And the technology we have and, like, what it's doing. And then how we behave, like, because of the pressure of having those new tools. Yeah. And, like, something is going to give. And I don't know what it is. But I know if you just look at the individual factors, you have, like, kids who are famous. Yeah participating with and against other kids who want to be famous It's not like, oh, we're all comedians and some comedians have more fans because some of them are better. It's now just like any kid can use their personality as currency yep. and just develop a cult following. Like there's so many people who you know, my friends are like, oh, have you seen you know at Jojo six's video and I'm like, no, I never heard of that guy. And they're like, he has seventy eight million followers. Oh yeah. Like there's famous strangers. Yeah 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 It's weird Yeah And so because fame is now this thing that anybody can just like attain and use and do whatever with Everybody wants it and everybody can participate to whatever degree they want So you put that in the context of like dating culture where you can date anybody You can meet up with any stranger in any city And I just think people are There's gonna hit some critical mass where like none of it matters anymore Okay You know what I mean like you know, let's get into it. It's it's hard to even. You're, say, like. you're
0: saying the 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 followers don't matter. The fame doesn't matter. The uh, the algorithm doesn't like. Are you essentially saying like the algorithm picks it, so it doesn't doesn't matter who, how much work you're trying to put in. It's just a roll of the dice. Like are is are you what the algorithm wants? Essentially, or are you saying something else? I
1: I think what I'm saying is that it's gonna become so ubiquitous that everybody's going to have a piece of the pie mm. and then there's going to be some other value thing that and it depends on like what happens with the world like if like suddenly we there's no more agriculture then like fucking <laughs> who has the biggest podcast isn't going to matter it's like who's going to have real and that, there's I think some farmers on distant. TikTok with some crazy high followings right now so <laughs> Dude, you might already be on something <laughs> that's another thing too is like because of TikTok and Instagram There's now more value in things that nobody would give a shit if you were famous for back then. Like you can be a famous farmer and that's awesome. People, you'll have tons of followers and they want to know what you have to say. There's a, my favorite account on TikTok
0: is a dude that walks around his city and he unclogs sewer drains. That's great. So like when the drain gets like leaves and dirt and shit in it, it doesn't drain the water and he Mm -hmm. just walks around with a rake and he clears them out. And you see this big puddle of water just go down a drain. And I swear to God, it's just like, it is the video equivalent of someone like scratching your head. It feels so good to just, and I think I spent a lot of time thinking about why I like this so much. I think I just enjoy watching a problem being solved. Mm -hmm. There's so many problems that I can't solve. And I'm like, this guy found a problem and he fucking solved it and I love it. And it swirls at the same time beautiful. There's it's a, my favorite thing.
1: Never would have been famous. Johnny Carson never would have had the right, drain clogging guy. Totally. Out. There there's a thing on the internet now that is it's like satisfaction porn. It's like you scroll yeah. and then it's like you're waiting for the moment to happen. It could be anything. It could be like someone flips a bottle, it could be is yep. that me. Man, I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, so So I think I think that's part of what I'm talking about is that like now the person who unclogs drains goes like, I bet people would want to see, like he was just doing that in obscurity. And then was yeah. like, I bet there's a value to this on the internet and then puts it out there. And so now like if you follow him, he's as famous to you as like Kevin Hart is to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know I respect him way more than Kevin Hart. <laughs> so I just think like, that's got to mean – that's got to change something. Like, I think everybody is going to be walking around in a world where, like, your business card is your Instagram and, like, what do you do? Do you do it the best? Do people pay attention and care that you do it? And then it, it's going to, like, equalize. Mm. Like, because monetarily there can be people investing in you because they know eyes are on you and it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, right now it's, like, rapper, actor, comedian, a handful of other things, model, whatever – But slowly, like, you know, people in the food industry, people who unclogs, it's all just, like, getting more love. Yeah. You see it, like, the actual, numerically, like, people just have attention for the thing that they do. So, like, I just think the mystique around, like, being Johnny Depp is, like, people don't care as much anymore. Yeah. Well, it's niche-oriented. So I agree with you. I th- I
0: think it was, um, oh man, I can't remember who said this, but so far it's held up to be true. With comedy, is like back in the old days with Jerry Seinfeld, you got Carson, and there were maybe twenty five total comedians on Carson that year. If you were one of them, you're a millionaire. Yeah, immediately. You're you're you do Carson the first time, and it's like bam, off on a rocket ship. And it's funny to talk about. Because we were talking about it before, too. It's so much work to be a comedian now. You can't just be a stand-up. You have to right. do podcasts. You have to do TikToks. You have to do sketches. You have to all this other stuff. But really what it's opened up is a sort of middle class of comedians. Mm-hmm. Because now there's thousands of comedians making money. And right. none of them are making as much money except right. for Kevin Hart as Jerry Seinfeld did. But it all just evened out. And now everyone's got their different favorite favorite comic. Like people are, uh, people in my day job or like in my normal life would be like, "Well, who are your favorites?" Yeah. And I like niche guys because I'm in the scene. I can tell them all these people that I really like. But then I ask them, and I've never heard of their fucking favorite comedian. Dude, I know
1: every fucking comedian except I don't. It turns out I know none of them. I I will say this: if someone mentions someone to me. I can usually tell whether or not they do stand up, or yeah. how long they've done stand up, sure. or how good they are at yeah. it. Um, yeah. It
0: goes Joe Rogan, and then Tom Segura, and then you realize, uh, nope, uh, it's well, Kyle so Kinane. Kyle Kinane's
1: the best. A girl was telling me, like, <laughs> she was like, oh, like Bill Johnson or whatever. It just, <laughs> it's some guy who like he just does <laughs> like impressions of Italian guys on TikTok, yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. And like, but he's super famous. Yep. And like, that's her favorite guy to watch. And it just makes you think like, okay, so there may never be another like Kevin Hart type of we might not have movie stars anymore. We kinda don't really have movie stars anymore. We have stars, but there isn't gonna be a thing where you tune in to watch I saw Anthony Mackey talking about it. And he was like, oh, like I play a Marvel character and that character is famous, but I'm not nearly as famous as that character is. Yeah. And that's kind of happening with everything now because there's enough opportunity with all these streamers for there to be plenty of working actors. But the idea of like a new generation guy that you tune into all his movies no matter what, like Timothy Chalamet, Tom Holland, like these guys, they might be the kind of last generation of like a movie star that could do television, could do music and is just yeah. like. A super mighty uh, multi hyphenate. Yeah, there it not There don't need to be.
0: There are a few, but also I could go up to a sixty-five-year-old and be like, "Tom Holland, who are they?" Sure. And they would have they would have no idea, and that's right. unthinkable in. 1990. Yeah. But yeah. to your point with Anthony Mackie. I don't you said his name and I was like, "Who is that guy?" And he's mm-hmm. he's Falcon. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking Falcon guy. I've right. seen him in and that's what movies have become is I don't know anyone's name, but I see him on the trailer. I'm like, "Oh, I love that guy." Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like the the reverse director. Yeah. Where it's like David Fincher, if I see that name, I'm like, all right, I'm seeing that movie. Right. Like, hands out. I have no idea what he looks like. I run yeah. at him. He could be my next door fucking neighbor. I have no idea he's fucking David Fincher. But with an actor, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I, like, I would run into Anthony
1: Mackie and be like, oh, that's Falcon guy. Right. And that's just it. I, I guess my point is that I think that it's good. Like, I think okay. it's becoming, like, more egalitarian, right? Because sure. everybody can have a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm possibly, and there isn't like, you know, your like royalty celebrities that just get their name has become synonymous with like movie star, right? Like Brad Pitt's name just means movie star. Right. I mean, you hear that if someone is trying to say that somebody's good, he's not Brad Pitt, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that will happen.
0: Well, I think famous is now its own job. Mm -hmm. There's no... Movie stars are famous, but they're less famous. They're I less think, famous. I think being famous is so much work now mm-hmm. that you can't also be doing movies. You yeah. can't be a good actor. You have to be Kim Kardashian. You right. have to be Charlie D'Amelio. Where yeah. what are they doing? They're running around on a on a um, what type of fucking TV show is that called? What is the name? Reality. See, this show. is where I think I'm smart. Reality TV show. They're running around on a reality TV show. That's not a ton of work. And you don't need the show. They're famous because they do a little bit of everything. Right. And they don't need the show. They could have canceled the show they three years ago, and I still like would this. know who and Kim Kardashian would be. Exactly. It. And that's what I'm, so, like, I, I think you're right. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. But I also think fame is now its own career. Right. And you started out very young on TikTok, and then you have to become this child, child famous person right? that becomes like a real famous person. But if you want to do movies, I mean, that's that's a career now. You're not going to be super
1: famous anymore. You can't really become a movie star by acting. Elaborate on that. I don't know a ton about acting. You're not going to book your way up the ladder, starting by doing like a Chicago MD episode, <laughs> and then you get another. All right. th- like Fair. you'll work, yeah. but you're not going to become a movie star right. if nobody already knows who you are a little bit. Yeah, like that's why we the benefit of being a stand-up is that like you can self-generate and like you can create opportunities for people to see you do your thing. Yeah, but like actors, I have so many actor friends who are just like they just live and die by by the script they're handed and if like someone wants them specifically for something for often really arbitrary reason. Yeah. It's, it's tough for them. But also I think like, because fame now is this like, you can just pick up your phone and become it. Yeah. I think that like, oh man, here am I losing my thought. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's what I was going to say. Uh, It used to be that you would have... If you were famous, you were probably amazing at the thing people know you for. Yes. You were probably... Like, Leonardo DiCaprio is incredible. Uh, Celine Dion is incredible. Now there's tons of quote-unquote actors and singers who are pretty good. Yeah. But mostly they have another thing that is like they show their butt on Instagram or right. they, you know, are tied to some product or like... It's just... If someone is famous now, the odds that they are a true like master of their craft, some people don't even have a craft. It's just way lower. Yeah. It's just way lower. Because I think we're just so obsessed with like seeing into people's lives. So we'll just watch them on Instagram, even if there's nothing really incredible about it. I mean, I have friends that just do dances on TikTok that are like you have know, like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah. And it's not even really like you can't what are the people gonna do? Are they gonna go buy a ticket to watch them dance? Like it's nah. And it's,
0: I don't know if it. I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, like no. if it brings people joy. I think what we're gonna find out in the next few years is that the, pe that most people do not get joy off social media, but the people who get the least amount of joy are the ones with the most followers. Mm. I think that's gonna be mm. come pretty apparent in five to ten years down the road. Shit, I was just listening to a podcast episode with Chris DiStefano, who's not even famous. Like, he's huge for comedians, but if I went up to my dad, he would have no idea who Chris DiStefano was. And I've showed him his clip. That's kind of what I mean, though. Like, I don't
1: think there will be people like that anymore. Like, my mom will never learn who those comedians are. Right.
0: No, I I hundred percent agree. But he was just talking about how he has quit social media. He's gotten to the point where he's hired someone to do his social media for him, and he's completely off of it because there are so many good or bad comments, mm-hmm. both of them. It was just given his given his ego
1: whiplash. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I it's- think that's his fault, honestly. I think because <laughs> here's what I'll say: I um, I don't. If I, I get a lot of comments, and if I don't recognize the person saying it, like it's my friend or someone I've connected with on social media a bunch, sure. I, uh, I just like it and I reply with a bunch of faces or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be a negative one, and if I just feel in the mood, I'll just go, well, thanks for commenting. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times that's turned someone into someone who'll go like, Oh, well, you know, I just wanted to say come to you." No, I know. I don't care what people say. I don't either. Algorithmically, I like you could give me all negative comments. It right. doesn't matter. It's just gonna help this video get shown to more people. Yep. Good. That's the point. That's the whole point. But with if someone else could do that for you as For far free. as my time is concerned if, absolutely that's what i'm saying but looking at them doesn't bother me because sure. i know why would some guy in tennessee who got bullied by a dude who looked like me care to leave a compliment <laughs> on a stranger's video with i also that, think if you're commenting yeah. on anything on the internet there's something wrong with you yeah i never do that i think that's crazy
0: yeah Do For you, what I a hundred percent agree do you think you don't care this is a legitimate question, because you honestly don't care or because you're just so jaded to it? Because my my big theory for the next 10 years is that we are going to have, we are going to be the most jaded generation ever where it's millennials are just like, you can't fucking hurt me. We've been through everything all right fine we're doing this again bring it on like i don't even give a shit anymore another school shooting who gives a fuck yeah it's, see and it's just it's sad but it's all what are you gonna do i don't even think and i think comments fit into that i you, think i don't care because i'm jade i've seen so many rude comments that i'm like eh, fuck them
1: who yeah cares? so to, all right so I'll answer your first question is for me, I used to super care, and if mm-hmm. and a comment could actually leave me like feeling sick in my gut for like a couple hours yep. if they said the right thing, something oh, yeah. I think or agree Some with, healthy, critical, constructive uh-huh. feedback is just devastating. Where There's, they're right, yeah. like
0: it's mean, but they're right, right. But they know brutal, yeah. And it's like <laughs> I'd rather have them say something wildly inaccurate that's sure. really hurtful, sure, because it
1: means it doesn't hit. because I can write it off, anything. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so I, there's an element of me that's like been jaded by that. But I made a conscious shift not very long ago. I met her months ago, where I was just like, I th- I thought about it from the perspective of if someone writes on this video, it's triggering them or upsetting them or it's it's exciting to them for whatever so that's all good because again the algorithm doesn't care what side of the spectrum you lie on if you're upset or if you're happy but if you write something on this video they go okay there's, there's something in this video that's worth showing to people yep so now I love all of it it could be the meanest thing in the world I don't even read them anymore yeah I just like it and I do some emojis and I go and then if I happen to read it, sometimes, just because I have a second, I'll put something. But if it's a nice comment, I'll try to be sincere. But most of the time, I'm not even reading it. Right. My DMs, I'll read if I get it. You hear that, everyone? <laughs> if you have anything mean to say, fucking DM yeah, send it to me directly. He's not going to see which, the comments. Which I'll also get. And then I read those. <laughs> and I'm just entertained that so, somebody, sent, ordered, me long, dude, somebody oh. sent me a long, dude. Somebody sent me like paragraphs very specific what we're talking about a breakdown of me and my act and it was as if they'd worked in comedy for 25 years there was enough in there where i was like okay this person's insane but by and large it was like very it was a healthy critique of me (laughs) and i read it and i was like that's cool that somebody put this to paper for me wow
0: were they what was the what was their tone were they was, trying to help? They were like, yeah, hey, they man. were, but it was okay. psychopathic. It sure. was
1: like, it was like, hey, I, it would open on something like, I just want you to know that, like, I really do think you could be one of the biggest <laughs> comedians. But here's what you have to do, man. and and listen to me. I know my shit, okay. And then chat on me uh-huh. for like three paragraphs, sure. and then at the end, like, I don't know, man, just like listen, just like so intimate <laughs> with the straight, like so weird, <sighs> yeah. So I think I just liked it, and my- whatever.
0: Yeah, see that, I'm like, okay, like someone put in the time and effort, and I can appreciate that. My comment on my video was, good joke, I just wish he performed it better. And mm. I was like, oh, god damn yeah. it. Yeah. That'll get, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the, we're in the same boat. Oh, uh, it's just devastating. So short, but it's like Shows why so sweet? Where like all the ones other my other videos are like this guy's a fucking
1: idiot. I'm like all right, the, whatever, the okay. thought is like not worth being shared because then what do you do as the guy who wrote that? He waits around for other people to agree, yeah, or he I waits know. for you They're to gonna, respond. Like what's the point? He's waiting of for people that? to to like it and that, get everybody' some attention. Thinks their opinions worth hearing yeah and i don't even think mine is that's why i wouldn't comment on somebody else's thing right it's so my friend no, I'll I, go like, that if i'm great. commenting
0: it's a it's a joke yeah i'm trying to yeah. i'm trying to be funny so what do you think the future of the algorithms are do you think this is kind of the we're stuck with it like 10 20 years it's always going to be around engagement or do you think that we sort of have a shift like for instance if we move away from ad-based revenue to subscription base where there's no ads on facebook anymore but everyone pays 30 dollars a month to be on instagram do you think they change the algorithm or do you think it's still based off the same know. level of i
1: think engagement I think some version of that will happen depending on who is gonna lose the most money by that happening okay that yeah, that sure. will prevent that for a long time yeah um but I also think, like, it's going to – it's got to implode at some point. Yeah. Like, there, this this can't last, and it's, it is moving towards something. Like, I don't know enough about it, and I am no conspiracy theorist, but, like, just with everything, like, how much of our data, how much of our faces is, like, it does feel like something is going to come that is, like – dangerous for people. Mm. Cuz we now have like fully digitized selves that exist on these platforms with all of our information, all of our habits, mm-hmm. uh, every I mean, dude, like I was talking to a girl who's like I had one conversation with you about stand up and now I just in my feed I just see advertisements for stand up comedy yeah. shows. Like and that's the most minuscule amount of that. I mean, I get products sent to my phone every single day that I like, you know, whispered to my roommate that we need. Yeah. It's like this is going somewhere
0: yeah i mean a lot of people would are would argue that it's already harmful i mean yeah I ads mean, ads are annoying and really what probably happened is your your roommate googled what you would said to him about and then they tracked your wi-fi so everything that else that was also on your wi-fi is now getting ads for what he googled because it knows you're okay all connected um
1: shit like that however it happens however it happens you're right but i think the idea that it's not that big of a deal which i agree is the is the greatest trick the devil ever pulled right Mm. like that's part of we're just all accepting it yeah and like allowing it to just like infiltrate our daily lives and our behavior and it's it is thought control, right? Like if yeah. you think you need something and then they sell it to you before you can question whether or not you do, you are in line like cattle. Like yeah. we are being controlled by the illusion of these like desires. We think we have an opportunity to have them. Yeah. I mean, this is that's so the TikTok controversy. That is
0: the reason that I don't know why nobody is bringing this up in Congress but that, to me, is the reason why TikTok should be either spun off or banned if the CCP... And I love TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. on it all the time. I got a bunch of followers. i big fan. However, when that hearing was going on, all of the video, literally every third video in my feed was someone on TikTok talking about how stupid Congress is, yeah. uh, how America's falling apart, like all this other stuff. And TikTok was paying them to say that right that is propaganda that is literally the definition of propaganda and that is what tiktok it's it normally isn't most of the videos are not on there but when things like this happen for instance if china invades taiwan and then my entire feed is all a bunch of people talking about why that's actually good for taiwan Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you've got 150 million americans literally half the country seeing all these videos about why it's good that taiwan's being attacked that is chinese propaganda 100 and they will do that they should do that that is that is the greatest military advantage that has ever happened in the history of the world totally don't know why congress isn't bringing this up they're like oh they have your data it's like i don't give a fuck about my data right everyone has my data data is worthless that's another one of my theories data is worthless. Everybody's got everybody's data at this point. Mm. It's like, why are, why are people making money off this? Like here, you can have it. If you don't show me any ads,
1: you can have all my data I every mean, single second. You can totally. have all of it. And and fame <laughs> is the bait for that, right? Cause yeah. if they put, if they put clips from animated television shows that kids love, if they put funny sketch comedy, if they put your favorite scene from your favorite movie, if they put a uh, rapper's best verse and a, and a pop star singing a song in concert, all on this app, and then every tenth video, yeah. there's some piece of quote-unquote propaganda that is more than enough. It's directly Way to your phone. more than enough every single day because people a rabbit hole, and they you want have an incentive hole. to get on the fucking app yeah. as much as possible. So that's what I mean. Like it's going somewhere. There's gonna be some data war, some tech war. Like mm-hmm. it. It just has to go that way and you know there's a part of me that's like oh no what am i gonna do as a comedian if there's no more tiktok we always find the next thing there's a it doesn't matter yeah but this is why i think like craft is really important because if you start talking about how a lot of comedians now aren't as good as they used to be you sound like an old man like an old hip-hop head and and everybody writes you off but but craft is like the only thing that can really save us from pointless fame because everybody wants to know what everybody Mm -hmm. else is doing in their apartment so you don't need to be good at anything to have people interested in what you're doing but if you are really good at something then there's like an additional value to people paying attention to you which is why it took me so long to start putting out daily content because i hated the idea of like content it used to be that you'd work on a sculpture for a really long time and then it was done and ready then you show it to people and then they go oh we're not watching um we're not watching a culmination of the moments that this guy spent the thing is greater than the sum of its parts yeah we're looking at something else now but that's gone that's gone now it's just like follow me on instagram (laughs) yeah right
0: Next, okay. So this is a video podcast. I think the next step is going to be me videoing, me setting up this video podcast. I've seen it, and then I'll just have to just live stream my entire life. Yeah, and it's all just so everyone can see how I got to this point
1: of doing this podcast. Dude, there are podcasts that are an interview with a porn star, and then it becomes porn. Yeah. I mean, we have dissected the why do people want to get know the song? what,
0: yeah? I mean, that's that's got to be the only fansification of yeah. porn because people aren't on OnlyFans for the porn, porn is for the porn. OnlyFans is so you can pretend you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with that girl, and I know that because um, I am on OnlyFans. No, I'm, <laughs> I have friends that are, and I've like read the messages. So I was like, these people are in love with you, yeah, like they are legitimately in
1: love with you. And I don't we found tech to monetize that unhealthy habit in us. That is to like want somebody that we can't have and find a way yeah. to facilitate having an obsession with them. Yeah. Oh, it just costs seven dollars. Now you don't have to privately have feelings about that person. You can fucking subscribe. You message for them. Eight dollars a month. Respond. and respond. They'll they'll accept your money to feed your illness. That is this asymmetrical relationship yeah like we're just we're just facilitating anything anything that we could have an illness for yeah i mean so this is
0: um i think this kind of goes in line with how i feel about gambling being legalized Mm. so i am not i'm not someone who is like no we need hard government rules drugs should be illegal alcohol should have a higher drinking age speed limits are bad and or like or are very good and like all these i mean we should have a speed limit but like you get what i'm saying gambling is the one thing that is becoming legal where i'm like man i don't i just don't know because if you wanted to gamble you could always gamble wasn't hard to find a bookie you could or you could go to a casino you figure it out the apps on these phones are so easy yeah and it's not the standard – when people think about a gambling addiction, they're like, this dude lost his house. He went to the casino and didn't right. come back for three days because right. he lost his entire fortune. No, it's preventing people from actually building a fortune. Right. Because the people these ads are targeting are 18 to 25-year-olds right. that get their first real paycheck. Mm-hmm. And it they don't spend a ton. They only bet – like. Yeah. 15 20 a night 50 bucks you here bet and there. 15 20 a night that's 400 mm. to 500 a yeah, month and you have the whole country doing it you Dude. got the whole country they're gonna make so much money but the person who is gambling is never going to have they're not going to progress like i know right. i know people in their 20s who just they bet that much and they're poor as shit yeah i know a lot of rich people that also gamble a ton and godspeed have fun it's just Man, I don't know. And it's the same same thing with with fame, I think. It's just like it's a time thing. You're gambling with your time instead of your money. Instead of hanging out with your friends or visiting your parents or doing all this stuff, you're spending all your time online dancing and trying to get this fame on the off chance you win the gamble of, oh, you're famous now. You got a brand that sponsored you Uh and like you could become a sellout, which apparently is cool now.
1: And it's so anyway. Uh, No, I mean, you nailed it, dude. There are my younger brother is uh he's 26 and so he's got a uh, bunch of 26 year old friends and some even younger friends and they're all like you know there are a lot of like college snapback wearing dudes who yeah. like love watching the game or whatever but 10 years ago like those kids had a much larger barrier to entry to like spend their pocket change yeah. on things and you need that barrier to entry to show you who should be gambling Yes. If something is like more inaccessible, you go like, okay, well, the motherfuckers that found their way in, those are the gamblers. Right, right, right. But now everybody's a gambler. Now right. everybody does drugs. This is yep. this is kind of the heart of what I wanted to get at. Like, we're, this is where we're at in culture right now. The cross section, specifically for youth culture, is that you got twenty-one year olds in college are gambling. Mm-hmm. They're vaping constantly. Yep. They're uh, they're putting themselves on the internet. With no real intention of why, and they're also receiving so much information from the internet that isn't good for them and is causing them. We use the word jaded before. I don't know if it's jaded so much. I think it's just disassociation. Mm. Like, dude, every time I hear about a school shooting or a crisis in another country, I just am like, okay
0: yeah at least it wasn't what can me. i do with that yeah
1: i can't and i just disassociate further and so now you have all these kids that are like you know they're sending each other nudes and then they're meeting up with a stranger when they go to another town on a dating app to like fuck them and then they're microdosing shrooms and then they're yeah. hitting a vape and then they're drinking younger and they're spending money gambling like and any one of those things is fine whatever like we have a propensity towards like semi-self-destructive behavior. Sure. But now it's all readily available. You have incentive to do it. Like, what the fuck is, who are these kids going to be at 50, dude? I don't know. It's not going to be, it's not going to be your dad. It's not going to
0: be. Well, so one of the interesting things is alcohol and drug use with kids has actually gone down. But it's not because they're not doing it when they go out it's they're just going out way less Hmm. they're sitting at home and maybe they're like they're smoking weed but there's no social partying anymore right um i shouldn't say none significantly less uh but what it's doing is there's uh, i think jonathan height who's like a big psychology professor at nyu uh was talking about this on his podcast um kids are dying more from suicide than they ever had before. Suicide passed cars as the most common rate of death because before like in the 80s kids would drive drunk and they'd drive home and they'd they'd kill themselves. Now it is uh, deaths of despair is what they call it. And Mm. drug use is way down but kids are dying at the same
1: rate and it's because they are killing themselves with The internet. I mean, it sounds fucked up to say, but driving drunk and going out and partying, dying that way is saving you from the much worse death, which is killing yourself. You hear that, kids fucking get out there, drive into a tree. I mean, go have fun. Yeah. And if you die, just know that you would have died sooner at home playing Fortnite.
0: Yeah. I mean it's Then we can get into parenting. I mean, that is part of it. I think a lot of kids are very... They grow up anxious now. I don't know if... It's the same thing. I've watched it happen with like pets. You ever meet someone where they're super anxious and then you meet their pet, Mm -hmm. their dog or their cat, and their dog is also freaking out as much? It's like, yeah, because the dog's fucking mom is freaking out about everything. And the dad yells a lot, so the dog barks a lot. And that makes sense. And people do that with their kids. And the fact that... Our generation, our parents are so worried about everything, has made their kids worried about everything. I've got friends who had the most anxious parents ever. And they're really anxious. Yeah. And you could argue that it's nature. Like they were they were born that way because of I mean, you're gonna have like a predisposition. It's probably both. Right. It's it's definitely probably both.
1: both. I would wager that it's more the nurture. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you don't even have to be my parent, for me to feel anxious, spending ample amount of time with someone who's anxious and then feel worse. yeah, we just reflect to each other that way. yeah. yeah, so I don't know what to do. What do we do let's here's let's, <laughs> let's brainstorm as far as I know you've thought about it as far <laughs> as parenting go, I think about it a lot now because I have a two year old niece and uh, this
0: isn't the gambling brother
1: no oh thank god no. however <laughs> uh no i mean they're like DraftKings kings do are big sports yeah fans, yeah, yeah. So they'll whatever yeah. but i i think about my niece and i talk about it on stage a little bit we're like it's just normal i i was at a family barbecue and a, another like younger cousin of mine she's like 10 years old she uh she like looked me up on tiktok in front of me and oh boy she um, <laughs> she followed me, and there's definitely jokes on there that I don't want her seeing yeah. or whatever. We I mean, just posted an abortion joke yeah, today. Yeah, literally, <laughs> so, good joke. Uh, Thanks, man. But ten year <laughs> well, old? I don't know. That's a lot, dude. So, <laughs> so but she said in in front of me, uh, she went, "Oh wow, you have a lot of followers. Follow me back." And I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. It's yeah. you're too young to be thinking about. That there's value in someone who people are looking at looking at you. Yeah, that's not good. So my two year old niece who knows kids, how to use an kids iPhone do and that, all that naturally, right? Like, and sorry to interrupt,
0: but like on the playground, that's what happens. It You're is. like oh, but the even a six year old they're like
1: oh he's got the new lunchbox. All right, but he's the cool yeah, one. But now. the lunchbox was the lunchbox, not yeah. a Chinese propaganda machine that, that get I you can't to kill yourself. With. Right? I, yes. Like
0: my one stipulation: kids have always done that. Uh huh. But now the stakes are much higher, is what you're saying. And I agree with that 100%. Now it's not water guns anymore. Everybody's
1: got a loaded rocket launcher. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. And they could just... (laughs) I just can't that, get over the person
0: that wrote you that massive message. Twelve years old, dude. They did I, a, like, very possible. Twelve-year-old autistic person that has read that has watched every stand-up uh-huh. on Netflix uh-huh. and now understands
1: the art form completely, knows their it shit, just
0: absolutely rocked your world. Knows how to hurt me.
1: Here, this is like a pretty simple thought, but if you look at like us all, humanity, specifically like Americans, from say like an alien perspective, right? they'd say like oh like okay so they all have this phone with this app with this profile and on the profile there's like a number of following and there's a number of followers so we literally have like a numerical value to every person so you're like oh that guy uh uh jack johnson over here he only has 27 followers yeah he's not important
0: yeah, but you see someone with 27 followers. That guy like, sucks, for sure. I mean, are you there's kidding no me? Like, doubt. he kills
1: rabbits for there's fun in no his backyard. There's no doubt that he's a weirdo.
0: <laughs> However, a guy 27, with... 27? Are you
1: kidding me? 400 Holy followers. Shit. That's a really nice piece of shit loser I don't care about. Like... <laughs> It, we have everybody has like a stamp on them that is this is how yeah, important people think true. I am,
0: especially in show business. Oh, you God. have under a
1: thousand followers.
0: It's like, what are you doing? Open mics? Like, yeah. I'm not. And yeah. like, I just hit a thousand followers. And, so dude, I know it's so nuanced, it's crazy, yeah. it's so nuanced. Because if you
1: if I see you have thirteen thousand followers, I'm like, which is what I have. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're like almost good. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? yes. Like,
0: yeah, it's like, oh, you had a couple, you had a few things go right for you. Okay, there's a, a hundred thousand followers. I'm like, yeah. You know what's weird is because you and I are in it. Uh-huh. I have the, I have the ability to look at someone with a hundred thousand followers and go, "You're good at the internet." Yeah, I'm gonna need to see it before yeah, I actually think you're good at 100%. comedy because there are Dude, so many people with millions of internet there's followers. A So many. I was gonna I, say there's a real nuanced. Being way. a show with them,
1: I'm like, I'm better than you all the time. But that's what I mean about the whole craft thing, right? Because yeah. there is a really nuanced way to look at. How many followers someone has, and this is this is gross that we can even talk about this on this level, like so nuanced. Yeah. But like, you can look at somebody with like, you know, seven hundred and fifty-six thousand followers, and just know that they suck. Yeah. And just know that whatever their career is, whatever way that they're making money, isn't like the real thing right. or whatever. It's weird that you can just sense these things. Yeah, and it. I will say that for a young
0: person, I think you're right. You see an old person with, like, Bill Burr's got a couple million. Sure. It's not indicative because he was doing it for so long. You right. see a young, see someone in their mid to late 20s with that many followers. And look, I respect it. I can't get that many followers online. Like, it's a shitload of work to right. get them. It's a ton of commenting. You have to tailor your art form exactly to how the algorithm wants it right. to be. And it doesn't work in a room full of actual people for right. the most part um so that's their choice but then it's it's such a tough position we, it's it's such a fine line to walk because if you don't have the number the industry hasn't figured out what you and i have just talked about right which is a big number doesn't mean that they're good live right and it also doesn't mean they're gonna get people to come to the show it
1: also doesn't even mean that they're gonna get Put in five years ago, it meant you could go right into movies and right into television. Yeah. It Doesn't even really mean that anymore. It's a separate thing. It's its yeah. own separate thing. You better be touring if you have millions of followers. Oh, yeah. It's like we're talking about if you're a guy that like you know you do dance videos or whatever. Like, find a way to monetize that. Yeah, find a way for people to see you live or don't whatever ask it is. Me. I don't if you're just doing dance videos, I'm. I don't. Either. I'm never going to that. But and then I think about this. Like, <laughs> what is it? What is it actually? worth because one instagram tomorrow could just go hey we're just deleting it well they quit paying people for reels and everyone's all yeah everyone's all pissed off and i'm like know about that i never signed up for it because i was
0: like something this is i don't know they don't pay anything for them it's not like a big amount of money you have to they're giving you like ten dollars a day for every it was like ten dollars for every hundred k views or something that's so if you get a million a million views every single
1: day you can make a hundred dollars per day handcuff me to my desk why don't you Yeah, I'd rather not have to give a shit about this at all Yeah, right. I knew from jump when I saw that they were doing that I was like something's gonna happen where they're gonna deprioritize you in the algorithm once you start accepting money for what you're doing and then mm. slowly they'll yeah. trickle you some well, I don't want that they're I don't adding... want a boss I don't want Instagram to be my boss it's well, already my fucking master yeah, it already, yeah
0: well now Instagram is adding the the paid blue check mark like twitter did and they have come out and said if you don't have this your stuff will be deprioritized. so you can buy the verification you have to buy the 15 i think it's 15 a month 10 15 a month and everyone can have the blue check but people with the blue check will be prioritized in the algorithm so anyone who is a performer will have to get the blue check Hmm. it's non-negotiable from a business perspective like i said i work for a tech company Brilliant. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. What are they going to do? Not fucking get it? People yeah. left Twitter because Twitter sucked. People are not leaving yeah. Instagram, yeah. especially if there's all this shit with TikTok going on. It's not like TikTok pays anything either. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm jaded to it. I'll use the word again. It's just they said that and I was like, yeah, it's only a matter of time, I guess. So how, how does one
1: parent in this Landscape. I don't know,
0: dude. I, I don't know if you can parent in the traditional sense. Like, parenting is relative based on when you grew up. So, you've got your like 1900s parent who pretty much just had the kids as farmhands. Yep. Like, you had 12 of them. You hoped eight of them lived mm-hmm. and then the farm could keep going. And then you've got like our parents' generation, which was. Or our parents' parents, which is pretty much latchkey kids. Like, they were off the farm, but they didn't really get parented. And then you've got our parents where it's, like, a little more attached and they were a little more involved, but not generally helicopter parents. Like, they still respected the teacher. Like, if a teacher at parent-teacher conferences told my parents I was being a fucking idiot, my parents believed the teacher. Yeah. Where now you've got the helicopter parent who's just, like, trying to be friends with their kid. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes from... The parent is so scared of is just as scared of everything as the kid that they're like, It's just you and me, buddy. We gotta get through this together. And it's like, no, no, no. The parent the the kid isn't supposed to parent the parent. Right. Which I think is what's happening is the kid is comforting the parents. And I don't know like things have to get better. Well, there's also I don't don't know what
1: to do. The next generation is the parents of nobody because they're just not they don't want to have no, kids. i not having kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. For, I'm not ruling it out. I have no immediate plans. But it's crazy that we're even saying that because if mm-hmm. we were one generation back, it would be you're just not a man. My dad was you younger kids. than I was when yeah. I was born. Oh, dude, my mom was – she got married in 19 and then started having kids probably a few years later. So, yeah. like, she's already just completely dominated my uh, timeline as far as, like, being a parent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the, where we can end on this is like, what is going to make people happy? Cause I think what's going to make people successful, what's going to make people famous, what's going to make people rich is all going to be very different than what makes people happy. And I don't think it used to be that way. I think it used to be if you had money and you had your health and you, or you were famous, you were happy But now there's just so much bullshit that goes along with being rich, with being famous, with being successful, where it's the amount of work you put in. And I just don't like, how,
1: how do people be happy going forward? I said this to someone recently. I think that uh, you got to start by being curious because curiosity leads to interest and then Mm. interest leads to passion and then passion leads to identity. And if you can follow that and you find out who you are and what you can contribute, that's valuable to the world around you, but also to you. Like, I feel extremely lucky. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do by the time I was 16. And I never looked back. Mm-hmm. And I did I did all, all the things that interested me and that I was curious about. And it makes me super happy. And it's detached from, like, whether or not I become famous or, or am rich or something like that. There's a part of it that I just feel good about myself if I make something that I think people will enjoy. And then yeah. there's, the, there's the other element of it all, which is the fame and the blah, blah, blah. But that's all a potential payout. So In my mind, I'm like, all right, well, if I follow my bliss and I make it good Mm -hmm. and it's something I'm proud of, I'll probably be able to deal with the bullshit of not getting paid what I'm worth Mm -hmm. for a very long time. And so far, that's been true. Okay. That's great. That's hard to do. Yeah. It really is. Most people don't have any fucking clue what they want from themselves.
0: Yeah. Or even if they do, the amount of bullshit it takes to get to that point is so draining on them Mm -hmm. like i think about like former nfl players we'll talk about like yep fucking love football until i was 23 and made it into the nfl and that was always my dream and i hit my dream and for the entire time i played in the nfl i fucking hated football yeah like i hated it i turned my passion into my job and it became not fun it's a real thing and it's the you my my only theory is that you have to you have to find happiness in the day today mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to be happy posting all the clips online yeah doing all the bullshit that you have to like you have to you have to be happy doing stuff right where people that uh their goal every day is to do as little as possible. I don't know if they can ever get to that point and I think the algorithms and the way apps are built and all this is exacerbating that point to people are waking up and going okay I'm going to do as 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 much as I absolutely have to before I can watch Netflix all for the rest of the day or watch right. TikTok for the rest of the day and I don't and then they're miserable while they're doing the thing yeah because it's in the way of right doing that and I don't I I don't know if I'm hoping that the generations that grow up with this figure that out and they realize that it's not
1: a good idea. I think we have to just hand them down as much information about what the dangers of these things are because I will say young people now are extremely good at internalizing and activating new information. Yeah. Like you see it with Twitter and with the internet. And I mean, there's so many movements and like, yeah. you know, some of it is hollow, but young people are smarter by way of the, Oh yeah. Uh, accessibility of information. Oh shit. Camera just turned off. All right, there we go. I guess we're done. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I'll throw in the
0: intro that, uh that cool. like last line, but I liked what you said. I think it was a good spot to, yeah. to end anyway. So Nick, thank you for doing this. Uh, where can people pleasure. find you?
1: Uh, you can find me. Yeah, it's so uh, ironic now to be Everywhere, like, yeah. hey, please. like and
0: subscribe, everybody. Yeah, Come
1: it. on, we got to oh. preach the gospel. Oh, um, um, but I'm at yeah, Mr. <laughs> Nick funny. Callis. Uh, it's just Mr. Nick Callis on on Instagram, on TikTok, on, on all those, YouTube. Um, yeah, hit me up. Come to a show. Check it out. Good shit. Follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media.
0: And if you're in New York City, come to Ope, oh, a comedy show at Fern's every single
1: week. Uh, Nick's done it before. This is an amazing show. It. I meant to say this to you before. <laughs> it's such a fun show. I, it really is. I, I feel so lucky that we got
0: that space. Like it's word. You know, I'm, I'm very happy you said nice, that. Nice, man. I will sure. take the compliment. So- As always, if you are in New York City and you listen to this podcast and you want to come to the show and see Nick, send me a DM on Instagram and we'll get him on the show that you're coming to. Oh, cool. Let's do this again sometime. Please.